talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season six, episode three, the important, the important, the important, the importante. Oh my God. No, I got to say it right. The importance of not being too earnest. How'd that sound? Fantastico. Okay. Hi, Jamie. (laughs) Hi, Steven. How are you? Peachy keen hunky dory. We literally just. We're talking for almost an hour and a half now. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's our our shtick now. Our shtick, yeah. Um, sorry, Mo. How'd you like this episode? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny. It's it's a good episode. I do like it. We got to see you know Pacey's first day and the aftermath, sort of, of the whole Joey Dawson debacle. You know what's so funny? I didn't remember that much about the joey thing but as she was writing this email and like the opening scene or whatever um i'm like she's gonna send it to everybody isn't she and i couldn't remember if that was what i was assuming was gonna happen or if this is what i remembered actually happens but first of all who sends things when they're not looking at the screen (laughs) I don't care if you had a big yawn. You had a big yawn. You take a step. You take your hands off that keyboard and you yawn and then you focus and then you send your email. Not, But not only that, she was so being so particular about this goddamn email to him. I know. She spent hours writing it. Hours. Hours. And then she doesn't even want to double check that she's sending it to the right person. I was like, come on, Joey. Yeah, she she was tired, but I'm sorry if you spent that much time doing something like that writing something that is deeply personal you're gonna you're gonna wake yourself up enough to make sure it at least gets sent to the right person before you go to bed God. it was i felt I embarrassed so for her dude do you know how many times in my normal daily life that i write an email and i go huh did i send it to the right person check my sent folder right away to make sure wait like you know what i do i don't even day. put the person's name in the subject or the email line the send line until i'm ready to send it because I don't want to accidentally send something that I'm not ready to send. I've done that too. I've done that too, especially if it's something that takes a lot of like work and like there's multiple parts to it. I don't want to send it prematurely or send it to the wrong person. So I will take all the recipients out of it, except for myself. And then I will just make sure it saves as a draft as I work on it. Cause yeah, no, I'm not trying to do that. And it's just, that's just something that I've always done. And (laughs) What happened to Joey is something that I will make sure never happens to me in any setting. Well, I had a I had a similar situation happen, but it wasn't like I'm writing my like heart out to somebody that I just slept with. It wasn't anything like that. Right, right, right. But it was work related and it was when I first started working at our company and do you remember when we used to have to like do all those tickets and we would have to like send confirmation emails out to whoever like submitted the ticket request or whatever yeah yeah so i was i don't remember what it was what i was actually doing what the ticket was but um i sent it to it was called price monitors plus and everybody who was in that price monitors plus group 
got my email and it was like literally um i think the ticket was literally like a like a lost runs ticket or something like that and it went to like over a hundred people in this group and i got so scared that i was gonna get in trouble and i remember going over to my senior and well i went to amanda first because i was like amanda I just did something and I think I just screwed up. And she was like, why? What happened? And I told her and she, she thought it was hilarious, but I was getting like all these responses back saying like, why did this go to me? This should not have gone to me. And people were even like saying like, Oh, it happens. Don't worry about it. And my senior at the time, Rich was like, don't worry about it, Steven. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) But like, I was new. I thought I was going to get in trouble because I sent it to this like, I I mean, they're obviously a group that works in the company that does that specific job. Right. So it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I always thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> I um, dude, I've done I've done similar things. OK. And I think that's probably why I have like this, this paranoia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, when I was a senior I was doing somebody's assessments, okay? And this person's first name was Charles. (laughs) And I was just, I I already had it. I attached everything. It was good to go. I chose the wrong Charles. (gasps) The Charles that I chose was a supervisor, thankfully, in another department. Yeah. This was many years. This is many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. <laughs> uh, so he sent it to my supervisor. It was CC'd me. And he's like, I don't think this was meant to go to me. I was like, oh my God. No, it definitely wasn't. I'm sorry. So I've done it. I've done it. But yeah, anyway, I enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. I felt for Pacey because I know what it's like starting a new job. And that whole office setting gave me PTSD from when I first started working in an office and how like nervous I was. Although he wasn't very nervous. It's just like, you got to figure, you got to find your way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to figure it out. And it's something that I've always told myself before as well, Um, especially when you're starting something new, because it can be scary or intimidating. It's like you will know more in a week than you do today. Yeah. Give yourself a week. You will know more in a month then you will today give yourself that month. Think about it. Cause you know how time, how fast time flies by dude, this time yeah. next year, you'll be teaching somebody else how to do this shit. Don't worry about it's it. It's crazy, it. Jamie. It's, it's so yeah. crazy that you say that because being in a new department from where we came from, I struggled a lot trying to figure out how to do my job because it was so different than what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point now where, I'm like co-training a new hire. And I was like, I'm not capable of doing this. And second, I really didn't want to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> it actually benefited me a lot doing it because like me and my co-trainer were like learning from each other as well. And it also feels really good to know that I am fully capable of doing my job to like the best of my ability and teaching somebody yeah. else how to do it because now they know how to do it. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> like It really is so crazy. <laughs> Um, but the other thing I really appreciated about the episode was, um, uh, I really liked when Pacey slapped Jack's fat ass in the morning. Yeah. Um, That kind of turned me on a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. (laughs) The only thing was they never showed him slap his ass. They just heard the sound effect. Yeah. Because they see the hand go 
and you hear the smack, but you don't actually see it. Yeah, you don't see him slap his fat ass. Jack looked really, really good in this episode. He looked very muscular. They were definitely put some emphasis on like those muscles he's got going on. Yeah, he looked thick too. He was like, yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And the other thing that I really liked about this episode was that I was in this episode and I didn't even know it. <laughs> um, I was watching a lot of the backgrounds and I saw my uh, my ex-friend, who shall not be named, pass by. And I was like, oh my God, there's What's-Her-Face. And then I saw Aubrey and then I saw me coming up behind Audrey and Jen in the one scene. And then you see me and Aubrey literally walking together and then in the next shot behind the professor you see us crossing each other so i was like they were literally just telling us to go like this way and that way and this way and that way it was so funny you know what's what's really funny so the other day when you were watching this um you were sending me pictures and we were talking about just how famous you really are steven because i mean if you think about it hundreds of thousands of people have seen you on tv i know you're like I a know. star they were like they were like oh my god who is that guy walking behind michelle williams he, <laughs> i know <laughs> he needs to have a speaking part on this show i was so incredibly famous but you know as well as i do this goddamn show is all about focusing on katie holmes and her close-up i know she you know that that katie holmes man she's that camera hog Cut the Katie. <laughs> Camera hog that one. She's always in your shot. Then always. Then you're gonna clear close up. Even when I'm not even in the scene with her, she's in my shot. <laughs> yeah. So that entire conversation that we had was really, really funny. <laughs> I was done, man. You're like, finally, someone gets it. I'm like, I know, right? You're famous, dude. Millions of people have it. seen you on TV, and they have no idea. I know. You know what's you know what else is crazy? Watching back those scenes where I'm like, first of all, I don't even recognize myself. And two, I thought I was so fat back then, and I really wasn't. I was so thin. If only I had known then what I know now, Jamie, I would have been such a goddamn stud. I really would have been. <laughs> Get your own horn. Go ahead. Get it. <sighs> I was very still, cute, but still a stud, Steven. I'm not a stud now. Um oh, stop. I was very thin. I just really can't believe how thin I was. I really thought I was so fat. Dude, honestly, though, same. Because I look back at pictures of myself from 10 years ago, even. And I'm like... (sighs) It's all perception, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I ever thought that I was as huge as I was. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Like, if I go back to even, like, my early 20s or even in high school... Because I had like, you know, all right, a lot of my friends and stuff, they were the, the typical skinny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was the curvier skinny, right? So like I had the bigger hips, the bigger thighs, the bigger boobs. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm so fat. Nothing ever fits me. But the thing is, I wasn't fat. I was just built differently. Right. And that's the hard part to really understand. Uh, and that that carried with me for a while. Like I, I never really cared. Like I kind of wish that I cared more, because I was always wearing like what I wear now: jeans and hoodies and sweatpants and stuff. When back then I could have been wearing some really like. I mean, I still could today, but I, I could have been showing off my belly back then. Okay. 
Well, I had a belly. I have a belly button I piercing. Too. I've never seen the day of like the day of light, unless I'm going swimming. <laughs> you could have worn a crop top. <laughs> I could have worn crop tops. I could have worn low hip hugging like the low riding jeans that were super popular in the nineties, like or the two thousands. I'm sorry, it was the two thousands, the early two thousands. Yeah, I, I mean, been- we're all hard on ourselves, you know, and. Yeah. We were just talking earlier before we got on here about exercising and like getting in a routine. And I it. noticed how heavy I was getting when I started working from home and how much working in an office setting made me so heavy because my metabolism totally changed. So I just made it a point to oh, hold on. My cat is stuck to my my wrist. <laughs> I made it a point to like just get up and start working out. And I took. I look at the before picture and I and I just can't believe how fucking heavy I was. Yeah. I just let yeah. myself get like that. But I, I found pictures from like four years ago. And I mean, I was like, oh, my God, like I I gained weight. And then thankfully, actually, after covid, I kind of changed my eating habits and I actually lost 20 pounds. But I'm like stuck. I'm stuck at this this shelf here where I cannot seem to 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 lose more so i need to it's time to switch my gears again yeah. so i gotta It'll figure out all right i lost one 20 pound how can i lose another you know <laughs> i um i finally feel though like i feel very comfortable with myself now and yeah. i don't i'm not hard on myself like i was being hard on myself i'm just very just very comfortable and i don't feel like I look in the mirror and I go, oh, my God, like I get mad at myself. I'm just very happy with how I look right now. I mean, I could obviously like do better and like work harder, but I'm not in that mentality right now. I'm very like happy with how I, how I look and feel. And that's yeah. all I care about. So Good. And that's what's important. So, yeah. Anyway, why don't we just do a quick catch up? Because we just keep jabbering our jaws. I know. And then we will get into the episode. What do you say? Let's do it. Um. So, what's new with you, Jamie? Anything fun happen over the weekend? Uh, if by fun you mean the uh, we cleaned the apartment and the kids helped me take down the Christmas decorations, then yeah, totally, lots of fun. I mean, the cleaning apartment... and organizing is fun, Jamie. So <laughs> sometimes, uh, in this case, everything feels very naked in the apartment now. We all just kind of sat around and looked around. I'm like, well, we kind of missed the Christmas decorations. <laughs> oh I almost want to put them right back up, but you know, you can hang lights up. I Make didn't it, like, comfortable. Yeah, no. no I thought about it because I've done the before. You know what I mean? I've done the before where I had the lights hung up all around the room, and I love that lighting. I do, but um, so you know, I, I won't be hanging up those type of lights around. <laughs> around the the space. Now I'm gonna hang lights up around here. We have bookshelves all over this living room. I'm gonna hang I'm gonna hang lights around the bookshelves now. There you go. There you go. I just gave myself an idea. Woo! <laughs> I like ideas. But no, we we cleaned. Like I we cleaned. I did laundry. I needed to do laundry. The only thing that I haven't done is folded my laundry. So it's looking at me in my basket. I have to what do did that. you just say? Fold my laundry. I have not folded my laundry. You said folded it. Folded it? You said folded it, my laundry. <laughs> I need to fold it in my laundry, guys. I haven't folded it in my laundry. My bad. Speaking too quick. I know. That's fun. <laughs> it's a new word. Um, 
But other than that, have I watched anything new? Oh, the show that came out a couple of years ago, I started to really get into. It's called Why Women Kill. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I heard of it. I never watched it, though. <laughs> so season one is great. Absolutely great. I got sucked in. So I finished season one, started season two, but I didn't really get a chance to actually watch it. So I'm going to have to start it over. Um, but it's... it's <laughs> It's it's funny. It's good. I'm gonna start watching it. Yeah, it's good. It's um the first season at least is three different decades, three different timelines. Mm-hmm. The same house. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's three different like murders, I guess, basically. But it's uh it's really good. So there's a lot of like back and forth between them. So it takes a little getting used to at first if you're not used to that like bouncing back and forth point of views and different time zones or time zones timelines and stuff but it's really good one was from the 60s the 80s and then it was like 2018 or something like that oh well you are really good with recommendations so maybe i'll check it out you should and then i realized on prime that upload has a second season and a third season so i'm gonna watch that cool all right um justin started watching yellowstone on peacock and um i didn't sit and actually watch it with him from the start but i've been like sporadically watching it as it's just is that the one where they're migrating across the country the midwest no it's about it's with kevin costner and his family and he owns a ranch like all this land and people want to buy it and I think I'm thinking of like 1886 or something like that. There's there. All right. So they came out with so many different shows from like the Midwest recently, and I'm getting them all confused. So your Yellowstone's got Kevin Costner in it. Is that older? It's from 2018. And it's, okay. still, it's still going. Okay. But the cast is really great. The girl who plays the daughter, her name is Kelly Riley. She plays Beth Dutton. If this woman does not get all the awards for this character... And her portrayal of this character, like, I don't know what is happening in the entertainment industry because she's fucking amazing. I think it's a really good show from what I've watched, but I do want to go back and watch it from the beginning. Okay, okay. So I heard really good things about Yellowstone. So now I kind of want to check that out because I do like these shows. There is one that's called 1883. That's what I was thinking of. It's got Tim McGraw on it, Sam Elliott, Faith Hill, like... We've got a lot of people in here. Um, I've heard of this. I've heard of this. It's actually really good, but it is almost there are certain sections where it is actually kind of disturbing to watch. Like, I love Sam Elliott, first of all. Like, I'm a really big Sam Elliott fan. Anything that that man is in, I will watch. He's like the, yeah, he's, he's, he's a silver fox. I don't care. Okay. That man, go Sam Elliott. So, um, it's really good, but it's freaking sad dude oh don't tell me about it then i don't want to know it's really good but um apparently there's a second one i don't know but i mean it's it's all kind of like the same you know what i mean it's just a very old western style in this case it's you know they're all right all right hold on looks like actually people get confused with it so there's actually a whole thing in here However, they're quite different in terms of their themes and storylines. Yellowstone is a modern-day drama that centers around ranching family in Montana, while 1883 is a historical drama that explores the settlement of the American West during the late 19th century. So the Westerns, yes, but also very different. So if you are a... (laughs) 
if you're a big fan of the Oregon Trail, I mean, you you might get down with 1883. I would watch it just for the cast. It's not for kids, guys. It's not for kids. <laughs> the cast looks great. So I, I would it's watch it for that alone. But did you do anything else exciting or is that it? Uh, nope, that's it. My <laughs> life is very exciting. I know. Cleaning, laundry, <laughs> sleep. Well, you're getting drunk with it. a bottle of wine, you know. <laughs> Mine is just about as exciting as yours. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, we so, lead such exciting. We lead such exciting lives. So um, I was dealing with the aftermath of the leak that was hap- that happened last week. One week ago today. <laughs> um, One week post leak. <gasps> Try saying that five times fast. One week post leak. 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 Oh. <laughs> Hashtag one week post week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, our apartment was a mess. It really just was a disaster in here. But we, um, I don't know. I just was so over everything, Jamie. I was like, I don't want to live here anymore. I'm pissed off. I finally feel like we got things situated and then this bullshit happened. So yeah, um, I'm very grateful that we didn't get like as bad as the apartments below us did. I feel terrible for them. But at the same time, it's still frustrating because they have to come in and assess the damage. and It disrupts your whole life. Exactly. And I really don't want to deal with having to put tarps up and everything if they got to like sand shit down whatever but um saturday we got michael when we were supposed to be off but justin wanted to go see him honestly i wanted to see him too he's he was cracking me he cracks me up when he's here but like i really did want to have like a weekend to myself but once he's with us like he's he's with us yeah um but i got my hair cut because i was being impatient and i got a really bad haircut which is very um, strange because I i don't think I've ever had like a really bad haircut that I've actually looked in the mirror and wanted to cry. But I sent you a Snapchat of my hair or a video or something and you were like, wow, it's so uneven. And I was like, oh my God, it's so noticeable. <laughs> yeah. So like normally when you've, when you've gotten your hair cut and you told me like, oh, this is a little uneven, like I've never noticed. You know what I mean? It's it's only something that you'd notice because you're you're wearing the hair, right? Yeah. But this time, you definitely notice. <laughs> there's a big difference. Yeah, like you, it's. I don't get it, Jamie. The guy should not be cutting hair. But I looked, so I didn't do anything drastic. I literally just left and I didn't say anything. I was so unhappy sitting in the chair. I I looked at it. The only comment I really made to him was like, "I can't believe you cut it so short. That's like not really what I wanted." And I left and I didn't really notice how bad it was until I got home and I saw how uneven it was and how he didn't fix anything. It just looked, it just, it was embarrassing. And Justin brought it up and he was just like, I can't believe he did that to your hair. And I was just like, I know it looks like, it literally looks like, like a brand new person who was just learning how to cut hair, like had no skills, just cut my hair. But I went on google to look up the like i've been going to this place for like a year now since we've moved here and i trust the right. people who cut my hair the girl wasn't there who normally does it the guy who i would go to after was in la la land he didn't he didn't like offer to cut my hair it was weird i don't understand it because i would have just went to him um 
I went on Google because I was like, should I write a review? But I was like, I really don't want to like embarrass him because I go there every every month. Right. This guy got so many great reviews. I'm so confused by all the people that loved how he cut their hair. And I was like, I need to see these people's haircuts now because I don't understand how like he did mine and I absolutely hate it. It's it blows my mind. It's so uneven. It's weird. So I said, you know what? My hair grows fast and left it at that. But I did have like a little breakdown on Saturday or Friday when I saw Saturday, Saturday. I had a little breakdown on Saturday when I saw it up close in the mirror. And um, then I just forgot about it. I don't know. It was just like, whatever. It, the good thing is it's just it's hair. hair. Yeah. It'll grow back. Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. It could be worse. But, um, exactly. but we had Michael. We ended up just going out to a couple of stores. My new favorite place to go to is BJ's. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it's very nostalgic for me because it reminds me of when my mom would take us grocery shopping after school. Okay, okay. And I like they don't have a large selection of things, but I like going there and just finding certain things that I feel like are just a better value than just going to the store and buying like like I can get like a pack of like 20 paper towels for like um 20 bucks whereas like you know under 20 dollars whereas i go to shop right and i can get a pack of 10 for like 15 dollars so it's like i'd rather go yeah, to be i totally get the getting more bang for your buck thing um because i do the same thing when we go to costco my only like gripe about it is sometimes it's not always cheaper it's not no it's not so but um, but Monday we had off from work and mm-hmm. I re- literally had a manic Monday because I got up early and I did laundry at like 730 in the morning and I cleaned this entire apartment and I got our episode edited and done for the week and um, now it's Wednesday. And in all honesty, Jamie, I don't think you were really wanted to record tonight. Uh, when I logged in to record, I wasn't really in the mood. But now that we've been talking, um, I th- you feel better. Yeah, I'm like I feel like I'm like energized now. I don't know. Yay! I th- I talking, yeah, I know. Neither our- of us were like in the best of moods earlier today. No, and I could tell earlier you were sort of like not in the mood. But I was just like, I'm not going to say anything because I might change my mind. But- <laughs> I'm glad that we got on and just started talking because I feel like that does change our attitudes a little bit. So Well, we get to vent when we're like, you know, in a mood and it helps get it out of the way. Yeah, it does. So I appreciate that, Jamie. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, why don't we get into this episode? Because I'm excited to talk about it. What do you Me say? Too. Let's do it. All right. So this week we are recapping season six, episode three. The importance, I can't say importance, the importance of not being too earnest. Aired October 9th, 2002, written by Anna Frick and directed by Joanna Kearns, who was, uh, who played Maggie Seaver on Growing Pains. And fun fact, uh, she directed the episode of One Tree Hill that I was a background actor in when I went down into One Tree Hill. So that was fun to uh, witness. <laughs> we should just have like a, you know what we should do? We should do a side, but this would be too much work. We should do a side poke, po- 
I was thinking about this the other day. We should do a side podcast where we just invite extras and they talk about their stories on set. God, we'd have to like do a lot of research to get people to come on. I know. We need to find some people. I mean, you're you're famous, Steven. We should just use your oh, connects. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Let me pull out my um my role. Your little black book, you know. 2002 from when I did this stuff. And pull out, pull out that little black book I know you got, you know. <laughs> Um, guy in blue shirt, <laughs> episode seven. <laughs> Girl in flower dress from episode ten, season four. <laughs> how do we, how do we find these people? Do we just post to like a <laughs> on every single like whatever show we're doing like yes. <laughs> thing? Yes. Contact us if this is you. It's just like a really shady picture. <laughs> You know, their face is like blurred, like mine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Their face is blurred. Like you can't really make out because of the quality of what these shows are coming out. You know what would be interesting though, if I could find the people that I actually were became friendly with, like people that I took pictures with and we hung out while we were down there. Yeah. And see if I could get them to come on and like talk about their experience if they really wanted to. That'd I think fun. that would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. We could have more that. celebrities on. Look, these people have all been on TV. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Remember when we were like party animals back in the early 2000s, living it up on Dawson's Creek? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So we open with Joey writing an email to Dawson with the heading, The Incident. I was like, this is so goddamn dramatic. She couldn't even like like that's that's what that's what she went with the incident. It's not an incident. Like it's it's uh, anyway whatever. I'll get <laughs> I'll I'll say what I have to say when Audrey comes in because this is so beyond ridiculous to me. She has no idea what to say to him. She keeps like starting and stopping. So then Audrey comes in with her short hair. She looks like a 37-year-old stay-at-home mom. She's got like all these bags because she's just been shopping all day. She does not look like she does not look her age at all. She's definitely not going to class. No, she's not going to class. Um, she comes in and she's shocked to see Joey still sitting there. She calls her a vegetable because it's it's exactly where I left you. And Joey's like, writing a good email is hard. And she's like, Yeah, especially when it's a huge mistake. <laughs> And she's like, I don't think you should tell him anything through email. But if you must, just be embarrassing. Be gooey. Just be real. Be Joey. Just be Joey, Joey. And Joey says, thank you, Audrey. I better get to work. So then she goes and she's like, type, type, typing away. Like, it looks like she's been typing away for days, but it's really just overnight. She's been up all night typing. It's it's she, still um, a lot that she was typing in one email. Like, I don't think I've ever written an email that long. She would no. have been better off putting it in a Word doc and attaching it. Okay. She, she would have been better off calling him and just talking to him because oh yeah no no hands down totally correct but i don't think i've ever seen anybody write an email like that no ever i i've never even written an email like that and you know i was very um self-serving in my early 20s <laughs> like i really was um but i would never want the proof <laughs> coming back to me <laughs> right 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 no <laughs> so i've never actually done that but um, she's, you know, up all night typing. Jo- uh, Audrey's asleep. She finally finishes her email 
and she goes to put Dawson's name in the sender box and she looks away for a second and yawns and then she hits um who does that she who sends it does that who does this <laughs> why she sends it to the entire Worthington campus and she doesn't realize it and every and you you're like oh my god that's so embarrassing <laughs> i just like i don't it, all right i'm sorry but if you were sitting literally you spent hours writing this email okay hours writing this email it's a very sensitive very personal email and you fuck it up because you yawned and decided to hit send while you're not looking at the screen come on dude don't touch nothing he goes like she only goes oh, send. Uh, <laughs> Like she was too embarrassed to look at herself sending it, so she she didn't. I don't you know. She's like, I can't bear to look at myself send this. I can't bear it. So I won't look. And instead I sent it to everybody because I'm a everybody on Worthington's campus. Every single person. So she goes to bed, she's happy she's got it done and sent, and she has like a restful night. <laughs> Until uh, she wakes up in a panic and oh my god, did did he reply? Well, yeah. Well, we don't get we don't get there yet, but we get the opening credits. It's the next morning, and we're with Jack and Emma in the new apartment, and they're just having like banter in the morning. Um, Pacey comes down in his suit. He's ready for work, his first day, and Jack makes a comment about his hair, and Pacey's like, "Is it too much product?" And Emma says, "I, I'm starting to think that Audrey is a ruse." <laughs> so then he tells emma if she can't deal with the man love then this whole thing isn't gonna work out and then he slaps jack's fat ass and um i immediately was turned on (laughs) so then um emma tells pacey that he needs to make sure he washes the dishes and she tells jack that he left the door unlocked she's like you guys were telling me about the free security (laughs) i don't believe you I can't do her accent. I don't know how no, she. No, you really can't. <laughs> All right, so we'll just take the British accent <laughs> off of Stephen's repertoire. <laughs> no, I can. I can do a British accent. I think I just can't do hers. I don't know how she does it. She's not like I. I don't know. I can't do hers. No, um, I don't know where she's supposed to be from. She's like you. You guys said that you were free security, and you're you're not even locking the door. <laughs> You know who you sound like? An idiot? <laughs> I know. No, so there's different parts of like like the UK or England or whatever, which dictates just like here in America, you know, um, like our accents. Dialects. Yeah, like whatever. And for a second there I had like a like a scary spice. Oh my god, I love scary spice. <laughs> Me too. I had like a scary spice like moment. Scary spice is more like uh, wait, I used to be able to do her because I used to I used to watch her all the time on X Factor and like America's Got Talent. But she's yeah. Wait, I'm trying to hear it in my head how she talks because she's you know you know um you know what I mean you know what I <laughs> you know what I mean yeah yeah you know what I mean you know what I mean she's like that got kind of that going with for her right. I mean that's how I hear it in my head. <laughs> 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 So um, Jack says, between the suit and all the nagging, it's like a good old-fashioned American family around here. So then we get a record scratch, and the music stops, and Joey wakes up. 
straight up in bed and she goes to check her email. She's like, did he read it? Did he read it? Did he read it? Um, she opens up her mail and we hear the AOL guy. You've, You've got, got mail. mail. <laughs> You've got mail. That's a sound I will never forget. I know. <laughs> Part of my youth. Jesus. Yeah. You've got mail. So she realizes that she's got all these multiple emails from people on campus and she's like, oh my God, what have she's I like done? She's like so confused. She's like, what? And she looks at the subject line and all it says is like R-E, the incident. I really want to know what these people said to her, but I don't think she ever opens any of their emails. Like oh, if no. she does, we never see it. But I like, I want to know what no. is in there. Is there moral support or are people just like talking shit? I know. I would have been. I would have been interested to know what they said too. That's funny. Um, She's freaking out. She wakes up Audrey and she tells her what she did. And Audrey's like, "Now, honey, why would you do that?" (laughs) And Joey's like, "I clicked the wrong address." And Audrey says, "I told you it was a bad idea." And Joey's like, "Is that all you've got to say?" And Audrey says, "I don't know. Sucks to be you." And then she falls back to sleep. She told her to just call him. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Pacey at his new job. He's late, but he's not really late. Rich Rinaldi tells him that he should be there at like the crack of dawn. Like, why? Why are you showing this guy? Rich Rinaldi, though, is a douchebag. I can't stand. Yeah, him. I don't remember really liking him much. The whole him and the whole group of guys um, when they're in the conference or the break room together. That yeah. whole scene reminded me of being in the office with like certain people that I that we worked with. Okay. And I got so annoyed when I watched it. <laughs> the guy, or I'll, I'll cut this out, but the guy who was like, he's my God, Rich Rinaldi's my God. I was like, I swear I've been in that situation where I'd say something stupid like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's all I can think. I mean- I don't know. I never would have. I guess I could see it. Anyway. You just mean because he was kind of like a bro. Yeah, he was like a bra. They're He's all bra. bra. They're yeah. bras. I'm no longer a bra because I'm the only guy that works on my team. <laughs> you are the bra. <laughs> I am the bra. <laughs> You're not a bra. You're the bra. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sad. I'm really not one anymore because I don't work with any men. That's so funny. So, Rinaldi makes fun of Pacey's suit again and he's he calls him a pansy rich rinaldi's a homophobe like he says all this nasty stuff all the time and he makes fun of pacey's clothes and you know his hair and he said he looked gay last episode now he's calling you know what bothered me his face his face bothered me his long dumb face but not not just that so later i just i don't want to forget later when they when they go out in the car ride he like totally trashes on pacey's car i love pacey's car i like it too he's so mean so rich rinaldi gives pacey a bunch of files and tells him that he's basically on phone duty because he has to try to sell stock to all these people that are hard to get to buy stock right their clients they're they're like a non non non-active or whatever they said yeah some stupid so um pacey's like all right great all right, so now we cut to Jack and Jen, and they're in their pop culture class with the hot professor, Freeman. And I don't think he's that hot. I don't either. And he's he seems very short to me. He doesn't seem like he's a very tall man. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah, I just don't think he's that attractive. I think Jack's more attractive than this, this guy is, but he's older, so I don't know. 
Yeah, true. So um, Audrey, we find out, is sitting in the class as well. And um, for a second, you don't realize that she does not go to school with them. She actually goes to Worthington. (laughs) She's everywhere but where she's supposed to be. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, what time did she get up to go hang out with Jen and Jack at another college? (laughs) so stupid. I don't know what she's doing besides, you know, not what she's supposed to be doing. I know, because she's not, like, going out drinking at night. I mean, they don't sort of, like, give us that, like, insinuate that. So I don't know. I don't know what she's doing yet. They're just giving us these little, like, dropping these little hints that she's just not going to class. She's not participating. She's, like, she wants to relive the summer. She wants to, like, not live in the present, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, right now, she's just going on these shopping binges. She's not partying, but she's not going to class. She's just shopping. Like, she forgot all of a sudden she remembered who she was. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. So Jen calls her out and she says, maybe if you miss one more class, they'll just kick you out of Worthington. <laughs> and she's like, okay, with that idea. Uh, Jack's making a big deal because he wants to sit in the middle to get a good seat because he wants to stare directly at the hot professor. Jen's like, this is studious, Jack. <laughs> He wants to pay attention to the pop culture class. <laughs> um, so the hot professor tells them that uh, he's going to give them extra credit if they show up to a screening of um, he t- he's talking about movies where it's like the ugly girl becomes like the beautiful swan or something. Yeah, like, like the ugly duckling or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the ugly duckling. And I kept thinking that like she's all that. It's it's like okay, a- okay. Even though she was never ugly, <laughs> you know that's that's probably prime because it's always the the ugly girls that aren't actually ugly that become the pretty girls. So she's all that is probably exactly what they were watching. Yeah, it's the only movie that came to mind. Jen says she goes, "Oh my god, he's going to make me watch Miss Congeniality again," which is a great movie. Like Miss Congeniality, is. Is I don't so know good. why anybody. Why would you bash that man? I know it's just it's so funny. <laughs> mean. Uh, we cut to Joey in Hetson's class, and she's running. She's always running late to his class. She like walks in. I don't know why. Like, what's her class before that that she's constantly late for? I don't know. This seems to be the only class that she goes to. <laughs> she only goes to English classes. <laughs> True. I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. So she's like late. She pops in. She kind of like sneaks in. Everyone turns to look at her. And he tells them that fate assigned them. Oh, she's like sitting down at her desk and she's like taking out her books or whatever. And Hudson says that fate has assigned them some additional reading last night via, via email. And she thinks about it for a second. And she's like, no, 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 no. That can't be possible. So then Hudson starts reading and he goes, dear Dawson. And then Joey tries to stop him because she's like alert now. And he says, nobody likes a show off, Potter. You don't reach a point for several paragraphs. So let's just skip ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) I know. Like I said, self-serving. I totally get it. (laughs) Um, He's reading and he goes, in the moment when we touched, maybe we went somewhere else that rose above all of this. But then we landed and I think maybe we crashed. Was she was she talking about an orgasm? Like I'm not sure what was going on with this. Oh, I didn't take it as that. I think she meant like they were they were obviously moving 
to a new level of their relationship. They're not just like. And then they crash and burned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty that much. makes more sense. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. The whole class is laughing at her, which is so rude. And he says, maybe the one thing we can all relate to at the end of the day. And the reason that Roth seduced us. Oh, because he's talking about another book that he's like teaching them. Right. That Roth seduced us and Miss Morning After here didn't. While Roth isn't afraid to get his hands dirty, our email author distances herself from the fact with vague metaphors. And he walks over to Joey and he says, it can't be a stream of conscious, conscious, conscious. Oh my God, I can't fucking talk. Conscience. Conscience. It can't be a stream of conscience. <laughs> conscience. Add an N in there. Conscience. Conscience. Conscious. If you're observing from the shores, right? Conscience or is it like consciousness? Conscious. It can't be a stream of consciousness. Conscious. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I got you. We know. We, we all know. <laughs> conscience. Important. Let your conscience be your guide. Yeah. So Joey doesn't even look at him. And the whole class is still laughing, which is beyond me. I'd, I'd be like, nobody in there is like, oh, my God. Like, you like, are you OK? Like, did you, you know, at least get her uh get the facts from her and be like did you do that on purpose or was it yeah so somebody spilled the tea right that's what everybody says these days now spill the tea yeah (laughs) i got a cup of hot piping tea guess what yeah that's what all the gays say iconic she's mother oh my god queen i got some hot piping tea to spill (laughs) dish (laughs) oh gay guys are so annoying um, except Jack. Jack's not annoying in this episode. So Pacey's trying to sell stock over the phone. Rinaldi comes over and tells him that he's been listening to him all morning and people aren't going to want to buy stock from him because he's a blue collar Southie. And Pacey's like, yeah, I'm from Cape Side. And he's like, it doesn't matter where you're from. <laughs> like, they don't want to buy it from like uh, somebody who they don't relate to. Right. And um Rinaldi says, you need to make these people feel like they're morons for doubting your financial prowess. He's like, I want, you have to make them believe you. And Pacey's like, well, I don't know how to sell stock because I don't even know what the stock is. And Rinaldi's like, find your um, in with these guys. Become who they want to be. And he says, you're never going to land the guy like Topper playing the nice guy because Topper is the next guy that he has to call who's like a hard sell. Right. He's like a millionaire. Rich Rinaldi says that he's a millionaire who earned his money in the eighties and he lives um on the in yeah. the uh, like outskirts of town because he doesn't want to pay all the taxes or whatever. And he just doesn't know what to do with his money. And Rinaldi tells him to grab your keys, we're going off campus. And at that point I thought he was gonna take him to Topper's house. So did I. So did I. I was like, well, that's an interesting approach, because I mean, <laughs> you want to get arrested, right? Well, I don't think they would get arrested for just soliciting as stockbrokers. I think, mm. you know, I it, it's like a door-to-door salesman. That's even, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to do that job. <laughs> well, no. Shit, I don't even want to talk on the phone to people. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Joey's at Hell's Kitchen. It's like her first day, I guess. And Emma wants her to wait on one of the tables. So there's these, there's two girls and a gay guy, and they're all talking about the email. And Joey goes over, and she just kind of ignores them at first. And she tries to take their order, and they're just ignoring her. 
And the one girl is just being like real bitchy. She goes, maybe whoever wrote it was looking for attention. Um, you know, like the real world. Like she wants to be on the real world or something like that. That's like every girl's like first response. They just want attention. But in reality, it's usually them that want the attention. Yeah. It was a fucking accident. Like who would who would purposely send that out? You know, I mean, I'd be embarrassed. The good thing, though, is uh, only a handful of people actually know who Joey Potter is. I know. And that's just the people that are in her class. <laughs> well, no, the other thing I thought of these three people who were sitting there gossiping about her, her email never thought to look her up in like a directory directory or, or yeah. Like they would know that that's her waiting. <laughs> that would be the first thing that I would have done. I would have looked up the person to see like who they were. Yeah. Well, you they should, you should that. be careful with that. Somebody might end up, you know, like spitting in your food or something. I know. I know. <laughs> Joey could have easily spit in their food. (laughs) Yeah, definitely could have. So Joey loses her shit at this point. (laughs) And she's like, maybe she didn't mean to send it to the gossips at large. Maybe she's just trying to get some private closure and never dreamed to be subjected to the Oprah psychobabble of her life lacking peers. Do you want something to eat or should I bring over some bonbons so you can hunker down and watch a story? (laughs) (laughs) And the one girl's like, maybe later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so emma like literally pulls her away and before they cut to the next scene you can hear emma say like what was that about like dude are you okay because <laughs> i don't know i mean she got to like you know at least say her piece but it was yeah. for nothing because I mean, they have no idea who she is they're just talking yeah. you know crap about somebody that they don't even know yeah my first thought would have been like did you write this <laughs> Like, is that you? Did you write this? You're very defensive. Don't protest too much. Somebody's a little too upset about us talking crap about some stranger. <laughs> I know. Are you Joey? This must be you. Didn't she have a name? Did she have a name tag on or no? I don't know. I don't think she did. I don't I don't remember seeing a name tag. She just had the Hell's Kitchen thing on. Yeah. So now we cut to Audrey, Jack, and Jen, and they're walking through Boston Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to meet up to go to this extra credit class with the professor. And they cut to like the professor looking across, standing there across the street in front of the theater. And this is the scene that I'm in. So I got my like, you know, big shot in this scene. Yeah. So you guys like... take a moment to appreciate that you are in the presence of greatness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it takes a lot to walk behind people. <laughs> and not fall. Yeah. And pretend well, to talk. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen's like, I don't think he's gonna remember you, Jack. And he's like, sure he will. I raise my hand all the time in class. He's like that's me- how that works. <laughs> I know. So he goes first and he's like, I don't remember exactly what happened. I was getting like so distracted by looking at the background because I kept trying to find myself. But he goes over to talk to the professor first, and they end up following but then they don't go in i think they just want him to talk they let him talk to the professor alone without they they pass by him they don't they just kind of they literally pass by him and then when they pass by him and and then jack's like okay well this is like an awkward i'm just gonna go inside now and he follows the girls in okay yeah so the professor has no idea who jack is he's like i'm sorry do i know you and he's like i'm in your class (laughs) you should you grade me I know Jack's heart is broken now. 
Well, his heart's not broken. He's just sort of like, oh, that's awkward. <laughs> We're back at Hell's Kitchen, and Joey sees Hudson come in, Professor Hudson, and she's like, oh, great. And Emma's like, oh, he comes in all the time. <laughs> and joey's like oh fuck so emma's like listen i'm not gonna run for cover every time a dark cloud appears over your head so you better nip this in the bud right now which was good advice because like you're joey just drags everybody down with her fucking nonsense it's so annoying like when we get late to the scene later with her and eddie if i was eddie i would have been like you're annoying (laughs) like i can't do i know she's standing there all awkward after the conversation's clearly done and then you start sulking because Mm -hmm. of a song (laughs) and he's like I hate this song too like he's being nice well that's when they started to get some middle ground I feel like because but before that we'll get to it but before that she was just she she was so she's so just I don't know (laughs) she's so Joey Potter (laughs) exactly (laughs) How dare she be her character? Everything is just so doom and gloom. And she's just, you know. Well, you know, they're young. They're still teenagers, 19, 20, whatever. It's the end of the world as we know it, don't you know? That's true. So she goes over to take his order. And he says, she's like stewing. Like she she has like a face. And he goes, do you want to say something? Because you have that look like you want to say something. And she goes, how would you know? And he goes, well, word gets around. <laughs> Everybody knows the Joey Potter look at this point. <laughs> you, you, your, your, what is it? Your, um, something precedes you. Your, your face precedes you. <laughs> personality, your face, your attitude, whatever. Every, everything about Joey is obviously very much Joey. Everybody knows Joey. And uh, yet everybody doesn't know doesn't. Joey because yeah. nobody knows her. You know? So, she goes off on him and she tells him that she wanted to take his class because she wanted to learn something and not be ridiculed in the process. He's like, well, you fancy yourself a writer. I assume Um, you have to deal with public humiliation once in a while. Um, He goes, you're the one who walked into my office promising me fearless academic ego, but I've yet to see it. And he's like, if you can't handle my class Potter, then why don't you just quit? And she goes, I'm not a quitter. (laughs) Stomps foot. (laughs) I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she pounds her hand on the bar. <laughs> I quit. It's nothing. He's like, I swear somebody heard that in a movie once and I have to say it all the time. <laughs> and she, she says it again. I'm not a quitter. It's I'm not Joey Potter. Me. You are confused with somebody else. My name is Joey Potter, not Joey Quitter. You act a mundo. He says, your email provided good fodder for the topic at hand. It's it's hard to write that sex stuff, which you aptly proved. Maybe you didn't want this one to go. Wait. Okay, good, because I thought you froze for a second. No, he says, maybe you didn't want this one to go. I don't remember what he says. He says bygones. Let's just let's just call it bygones. Yeah, I don't know. He started talking, and then I started stopped. I stopped listening. <laughs> Sometimes it, when he talks, I don't listen. Yeah, I had to rewind it a couple of times because I couldn't follow what he was saying. No, um, we're not that intelligent, apparently. I was just like, this is a lot of dialogue for this scene. He tells her, declare victory and move on and start proving that it's worth it. If you if you're staying in my class to one of us, at least And she's like, I will. I will prove it to both of us because <laughs> I'm Joey Potter. Yes, exactly. So we cut to Pacey driving Rich Rinaldi around in his car 
and he tells him to pull into this car dealership. Rich is picking up a brand new car called a Z8, and I have no fucking idea what kind of car that is because I'm not a car person. Me either, but I really hate that he was bagging on Pacey's like vehicle. I liked that Mustang, even though it does look like he had like snack boots and stuff everywhere. Oh yeah, he did not clean it, clean out his car. I hate when people don't clean out their car. Yeah. That's gross, because then you gotta like go in and sit on water bottles and shit. Oh, he was buying a BMW Z8. It's a roadster produced by German automotive manufacturer BMW from 1998 to 2003. The Z8 was developed under the code name E52, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's a it's a BMW. I could I would not have been able to even tell you that because I know nothing about vehicles. Me neither. So um, Pacey's like, I can't believe you. You're not you're not that much older than me. How can you afford this? And Rinaldi's like, well, I'm older and wiser. Because I'm me, duh. I've been doing this a lot longer. Yeah. I'm yeah, I've been I've been stealing people's stock much longer than you even realized, Pacey. <laughs> so um Pacey's like, I happen to like my car. And Rinaldi's like, Yeah, but it's all about what your car says about you. And Pacey's like, All right, I'll bite. What does my car say about me? And he says that you're a sentimental fool of a man child. You're too weak for a real car. You surround yourself with all things good, but not good enough. And you don't want to grow up. You borrow your suits and you let your facial hair run amok. And Pacey says, but what if I don't care about all that stuff and I'm just trying to pay my rent? And Rinaldi's like, look, you got to stop fucking around. You're hungry. You want success. So stop messing around and go for it already. And Pacey's like, uh, okay. But I mean, he's not wrong. Because it no. kind of gets into he gets into his head later in the episode. Yes, and he's not wrong, but I don't necessarily fully agree with him either. With who, Rinaldi? Yeah, I just don't like how he handled it, though. I'm mostly I'm just mad that he that he came down hard on that car, dude. I like that car. I don't think that it makes him look like a like a whatever. Yeah, I didn't understand the analysis. Sentimental man, child, baloney. Yeah, I don't know how he got all that from his car. Me either. I, I mean, just looks think? like he's got a nice sportster. Like, like a nice little sports car that's a classic. What's wrong with classics? So my first car was a green Saturn. What do you think people would say about me? So was mine. I know. We always talk about how we had a Saturn. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think people Saturn. would be able to give me a, an exact analysis of my character and personality over my green Saturn. Um, no, we got the first vehicle that we were able to afford. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much how that goes. And I love my, my car. My car was like $2,500 and I got it at a gas station. <laughs> it lasted me like like eight years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got a loan through the bank and got my Saturn and I paid it every month. And I drove that car everywhere. I drove it to North Carolina. Um, I drove it to Canada. I drove it everywhere. But I um I love that car and it lasted a really long time until it just gave up. Until it died. Yeah. Saturn's like I feel like at least the Saturn that I had, dude, I drove that thing till it was like crawling on hands and knees, and even still it didn't want to die. <laughs> like Same. I tried to kill it once. It didn't die. I know. Like I had so many problems with that car and I would get it fixed and then all of a sudden something new would happen. And yeah. but but yet I, it would never die. <laughs> no, I, it would still drive. I mean, I don't even yeah. think it ever. Honestly, I don't think it ever even um like died on me. I I, I don't think it ever died on me. It, I think there was. I needed a new battery once, but like it never died. Mine did. I mean, it stalled in the middle of like a 
like a highway <laughs> and a red light. My Volvo did that on City Line Avenue. I was so embarrassed. And it took me a couple times to get it to turn over and then it was good. But like stuff was just slowly going. Like my window didn't roll down. My AC didn't work. <laughs> you Oh, know, yeah. My car, at one mine, point my shifter broke. I had to get that fixed. mine was overheating. And in the summer, I couldn't use my air conditioner because I had to put the heat on until I finally got it fixed. That I hated. But I mean, it was nice when we finally got a car that was reliable, but I was still sad to see it go. But Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just a car. It's just a car. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not like that sentimental over stuff like that. Anyway, um, we cut to Pacey back at the office and he's suddenly like the best like stockbroker seller ever because he's selling Topper the stock and, you know, he's like the best at his job. And he goes and tells Rinaldi and he can't believe it. And he's just like, wow, like this is a fluke. <laughs> Yeah, but Pacey's so excited. we will never be able to do this again. You know what I kept thinking was going to happen? That when he got off the phone with Topper and he goes, let me transfer you over to my assistant and she'll get all of your information. And he dropped his headset. I thought Yeah. that he hung up on him or he didn't get the information. And we were going to find out later that he didn't actually sell him any stock. I thought that's what was going to happen. But You know what's so funny? Because they really did make emphasis to show that he set the headset down. yeah, I thought that they, he was going to overhear something. I'm like, oh, he's going to overhear something he doesn't want to hear. He's going to lose, you know, the contract or whatever. Like, that's what's going to happen. No, it just they showed us that for no reason. The other thing that kind of bothered me about this job that he's doing now is that, one, he doesn't even know what the stock is. And he's just Yeah. And making he's sitting up. here talking about it, jump right Yeah. in, making phone calls like he knows exactly what he's saying. And he's just bullshitting his way through this phone call. Yeah, And well, he's doing a really good job bullshitting, that's for sure. But what if he lost this guy money? That guy would be, like, pissed off. Dude, Yeah. I don't I don't know how like stockbrokers work. I don't either. But I don't I don't know if they're actually liable for any of that shit. I don't know. Oh, Yeah, I know. I would Bless either. you a hundred times, cat. But the other thing is, is that it just reminded me of when I would talk to people about their bills and I would have no idea what to even tell them. And I would just make up some bullshit story and they would totally believe me. <laughs> I remember getting off the phone one time and I don't even know what I said to this customer. And I and I even I even got off the phone and that's when I sat right next to us. And I said, I have no idea what I even said. And she started cracking up laughing. And she was like, fake it till you make it. And I was just Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> basically, I was like, yeah. she believed everything I said to her. So <laughs> I was like, I'll follow up with her. But I said, I don't even know what the hell I said. <laughs> so We <laughs> all done that. it's all, it's all we all have a learning curve, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> everything's fixable. I remember Susan That's what telling I always me. say. Everything's Every fixable. everything's fixable. I remember Susan telling me that once. Like it's okay, everything's fixable, <laughs> so don't stress. <laughs> yeah, it's not the end of the world. So anyway, we cut to the movie theater. The movie's over. Everybody's coming out, uh, leaving the theater. And that's when you see me and Aubrey behind Michelle Williams. <laughs> it's in our stories if you want to go see me. Baby Steven. <laughs> <laughs> He was so adorable. famous famous baby Steven <laughs> you're so amongst cute. greatness guys <laughs> he's famous <laughs> <laughs>
So they're like gushing over Professor Freeman because they're just, I don't know if they were doing it to like embarrass Jack or if they were just really into him because they think he's so handsome. I, like, I don't get it. I don't know. Audrey says that they should all go to Hell's Kitchen to visit Joey. And she even invites the professor if he's into, you know, crossing the line like that, if you're into it. And Jack's like, yeah, that sounds great. Jen, why don't you go pull the car around? And he gives her the car keys and she goes, you're going to let me drive the Saab? And he's like, yeah, Jennifer, why wouldn't I? First of all, he called her Jennifer. And second of all, they literally were trying to invite him to go out with them. And Jack is like, no, I want this. I want to blow this on myself. Like, you guys go ahead. We're not going to go there. I'm going to talk to the professor myself and make this as awkward as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. He basically, like, spills his, like, guts to this guy. And he's like, I love your class. Dude, he just, he was just, he was, there was no chill. No. <laughs> He it had no very, show. It was very cringy. Yeah. Yeah, he basically tells him like how much he loves his class. He like it makes him think about changing his major. I don't know. He's like, I didn't really care about anything uh until like I sat in your class. Um he calls him dynamic and um he's like, I just want to know how I, how I can become more involved. And Professor Freeman says, Are we talking about the class, Jack, or are we talking about me? So at least he he's not like <laughs> naive. I know he probably gets hit on all the time by gay guys. Probably from everybody, not just the girls, but the guys too. Well, I know, but I mean, like this is probably not his first rodeo getting hit on by a gay guy. So, right. so Jack's like kind of shocked that he kind of went there, and Freeman's like, "Look, don't sweat it. Are you walking this way? I'm walking to my car. Why don't we just walk together?" I really hope Jack at least blows this guy. <laughs> <laughs> or gives them a, a hand job at least I mean, something jack's gotta get no. something out of this awkward situation he put himself in jack deserves it <laughs> i hope he fucks his professor oh my gosh because he is giving me gay vibes i'm pretty sure he's on the down low if i remember correctly the actor or the teacher the teacher okay <laughs> i don't know anything about the actor yeah okay so pacey is trying to sell more stock over the phone and he's not doing well so Rinaldi calls him a one hit wonder and he goes here go buy yourself some lunch and he hands him like some change and um Pacey goes to the break room where all of these fucking doofuses are hanging out talking about Rinaldi they're like the man's a god (laughs) the god I want to be him when I grow up yeah exactly what they're saying (laughs) And Pacey's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you didn't hear? Rinaldi got Topper. And Pacey's like, what? They said he was impossible. He did the impossible. <laughs> Impossibly. <laughs> so Pacey gives the change that Rich Rinaldi gave him to another guy. And he's like, go crazy. It is so condescending, though. Like, he gives them, like, what do you give them, like, 75 cents to go buy a bag? Uh, it was enough for, like, the... The a vending machine. The vending machine, yeah. But, yeah, the one guy's like, he's my my personal god. Ugh. Seeing, like, bras in the office like that, it's so fucking weird. It's, like... I love I, how we say bras instead of bros. He's a bra? Yeah, he's a bra. He's a bra. 
it's so cringy and i've been in that environment and it's like it's like you guys are so fucking stupid like i can't <laughs> all right so now we're back at hell's kitchen god there's a lot of back and forth between hell's kitchen the movie theater with jack and Dude, every time you say hell's kitchen i'm hungry I ate there. I got drunk there. It was actually a really good restaurant. I enjoyed it. And I, I believe it's still there. So if we ever wanna, go to North Carolina, we should go there. I want to eat. You're making me hungry. It's not fair. I could go for like a really good burger right now. Ooh. I haven't had a good burger in a while. Okay. So we're at Hell's Kitchen with Joey. And guess who shows up? The other dude. <laughs> the teacher dude. No. Her new arch nemesis, Eddie. Did I get them confused because both of we meet both of them at like the same time and then I and I don't even well they don't really look alike at all. No, they don't look alike at all. Dicks, although the one doesn't turn out to be quite as dickish. No, because Joey gets his dick because they sleep together. Right. (laughs) So Joey has to go get drinks from Eddie because she can't pour, she's underage. And he's like, Oh, this should be fun. Babysitting you on top of everything else. And she's like, and what's that supposed to mean? And he goes, don't get all fired up. I just meant, I'm just not in the mood to take on your rage at the at the <laughs> He's so funny because he's he's so mean to her. But like, she really needs to hear it about herself because she is really self like. Um, she's just a very angry young lady. No, she's just she's not everything is about her. She makes everything about her. It's so yeah, annoying. I guess. Yeah. So he says, I'm just not in the mood to take on your rage at the world tonight. I'm sure it'll be just as oversensitive tomorrow. (laughs) And she says, oh, I get it. You want to see me crack? The endless horrors of the day are a waste unless they result in my nervous breakdown. And Eddie's like, oh, did you have a bad day or something? So dramatic. I know. She goes, oh, like you don't know. Too bad you missed class today. And here and here Hudson's brilliant critique of my email. She's like, that was my highlight. He's like, okay. Your email? I don't I don't do technology, so Oh he she goes <laughs> Oh yeah, he says that too. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, walking in the rooms to hear people laughing and whispering at me, or reaching for the last jello and getting unsolicited sex advice from a stranger. I'm like, well, they knew her at lunch. <laughs> that person knew her. Yeah. And Eddie says, Oh, it sounds fascinating. Sorry I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? She look like a visa, I swear. Joey says, uh, contrary to popular belief, I didn't send that email to get feedback from everyone. But maybe you can spare me and concentrate on your own deep unhappiness for a while. <laughs> and Eddie says, before you got all crazy confessional on me, that's exactly what I was doing. We don't walk into a void after we leave your line of vision. Some of us don't even think about you at all. I'm sorry some brutal Ivy League kids made fun of your email today. I'm not much of an internet kind of guy. So sadly, I've missed another aspect of your riveting, charmed life. But if you can't pour the drinks, can you at least serve them? (laughs) He gives her the drinks. Oh, my God. It was so funny when he said, we don't just walk into a void after we're not in your aisles. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's got to, like, you know... Some of us don't even think about you. Could you imagine? Sometimes you're not even on our radar. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine just like somebody is just staring at her or or she sees them and all of a sudden they just disappear? (laughs) Where'd they go? Where'd they go? They're not around her anymore. They just disappear. (laughs) 
Oh my god. They I... just they just go into a void. Exactly. He he hit the nail on that head. I was like, wow, I really like him. <laughs> He's really funny. <laughs> so Pacey's waiting around to talk to Rinaldi and He's like, why did you bother with the tough love act? You don't really want me to succeed, do you? You're just going to keep taking the money that I earned. And Rich is like, do you need me here for this? <laughs> you seem to be doing an excellent job on your own. And he's like, why did you waste my time building me up only to steal my glory? And Rich is like, this is business. I didn't wake up today looking for some plucky kid to take under my wing. He's like, landing topper was a fluke. Besides, you haven't even taken your Series 7 yet, which I don't know what that is. I think it's like I, something about something about stocks. Stocks. Stocks and bonds. Stocks. <laughs> um, he goes, it bodes well for your future, but today it means absolutely nothing. And Pacey's like, so I'm supposed to just turn my back and congratulate you on a job well done? That is not why I came here. And Rich says, you can do what you want to do. <laughs> Maybe you'd continue floating numbly into the status quo. Maybe you want to be me, and that's so scary. You can't even think straight. So walk away, Witter. It's what you do. And this is what I do, and I'm good at it. You wish you were this good, and that's why you bother trying. You think someone didn't do the exact same thing to me? And then he leaves. He's like, <laughs> and then he's like, bye, kid. Pacey's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what just happens? <laughs> so if, wait, so I'm confused. I have to look up. If Series 7 is a real thing, first of all. But, like, if Pacey actually sold stock to this guy and made money off of him, does he technically get it? Or was he not able to actually sell stock if he didn't do- take a Series 7 test? That's- I don't know. If it's anything like insurance, he probably shouldn't be selling it if he can't. That's what I mean. You know, so, so I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So why was he no. even trying to sell? I guess they thought he wasn't going to sell it anyway. And, and well, he did say in the beginning of his like first shift, he's like, "Nope, just trying to get you to leave. I got to. I don't have enough desks or whatever." So yeah, he did say that. He did say that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to get him to just like be overwhelmed. He threw him basically to the sharks and said, "Here, sink or swim." But then he actually made a sale, and he was like, "Well, I can't give that to you because you know." you're not licensed for because the next day pacey comes in and the first thing he does is he starts studying yeah yeah that so is i looked it like, up well, if i'm gonna do this i need to make sure that i'm able to actually make money in order for me to do that i gotta pass this damn test it's a test for entry-level registered representatives that demonstrates competency to buy or sell security products such as corporate securities municipal securities, options, direct participation programs, investment company products, and variable contracts. The Series 7 is administered by Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, an industry regulatory agency. So, yeah, I guess he needed that to actually sell it. Yeah. It is particularly important for newly hired personnel who may lack prior exposure to finance-related subjects during their university education. Passing the Series 7 exam is often a requirement or other FINRA exams, including those related to options, trading, and managerial roles. So, yeah, Rich wasn't wrong, but that's Rich's fault. He should give him something, compensate him somehow. Right. So, I don't know. At first, I thought Rich was just like, you sell it and I get a percentage. Like, you don't get all of it, but he kind of threw it all away because he didn't take this test. So... Anywho, see what see. <laughs> um, 
Just hold on a second while I drink a little Gavis con. <laughs> it's not funny. A little Gavis con. Gavis con. Stuff literally just tastes like I'm drinking toothpaste. All right. So now we're back at Hell's Kitchen. Joey's serving drinks to the crew. And Audrey says, if it makes you feel any better, I hardly heard about the email all day. And Joey's like, that's because you weren't on campus, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> You've hardly heard it because you weren't around. Yeah. So then Jen's like, does Dawson even know about it? And Joey says, no. Her My intimate details of our aftermath was discussed by my English class, but Dawson will never even know about it. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. So that's when Jen says, well, maybe that's a good thing because there's still some distance between you two and you still have a clean slate. And Jack says, personal humiliation could have been way worse than the public kind. And Audrey says, and what dream world are you two living in? <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so Audrey tells her that the next time she's jonesing to express herself, just call me. Just call me. I mean, why does she need the? why would she call her? They're together all the time. <laughs> I don't know. She was literally there saying, <laughs> don't write this. <laughs> so, I mean, what pool does this woman really have? <laughs> Joey's going to do what Joey wants to do. Jesus. Exactly. And the funny part is Dawson was about to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We see that at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comes Pacey. He looks so, so tired. Like, yeah. He's like this the man is drained. He had a very long day. Drained. That's the perfect word. Drained. And Audrey runs over and literally jumps on him. And. They basically all have had a day, you know? Yeah. So then Joey comes over with their food and Jen looks over at Eddie and she goes, who's that? And Eddie or uh, Joey rolls her eyes and she goes, oh, that's Eddie. And Jen says, he's ruggedly dream. He's a ruggedly dreamy sort. Joey says, he's got a major chip on his shoulder. The size of which rivals only the one on my shoulder. He's okay. (laughs) I thought that was funny. They have something in common. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> chip away at each other's fucking chips on their shoulder. <laughs> Maybe we shall see. So Jack asks if Emma's still working, and Audrey's like, "How's it living together? Does she like walk around asking you to zip up things all day?" <laughs> and Jack's like, "Actually, we all took a bath together." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and Jen goes. I thought you only took baths with Grams. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is Jen making fun of her own grandmother? <laughs> she just wanted to join in on the fun. <laughs> oh, Maybe Jen God. was feeling a little lonely. She was. Jen has been doing nothing so far. I know she gets a storyline because, um, you know, she starts dating this guy, this other guy. But the past couple of episodes, it's just been about her and Grams having class together. Yeah, not much going on. Yeah. So um Pacey wants to take Audrey outside to talk and he like tells her what happened and he's like not happy with the situation. And she's like, Well, why don't you just quit? And he's like, It's not that easy. That's Audrey. like her response for everything. Don't do it. Don't go to work. Just quit. Yeah. Do nothing. You're don't no worry. help. She's We're, no help. We can do whatever we want, Pacey. No, you can do whatever you want. You're rich. <laughs> She says, these are supposed to be the easiest days of our lives. We're supposed to be in there with our friends coming up with ridiculous drinking games and making each other laugh. 
She says, we all know the real world is a pretty crappy place. So what's the rush in getting there? I was like, uh oh, more drops of her, like hints of her, you know, going to be crashing and burning soon. (laughs) So he says, because sooner or later you run out of places to hide. And he says, I think you're under the assumption that uh, I can do whatever I want. And I just can't. And he says, I've been killing time for way too long. And I just want to make something for myself, which is like his whole like, you know, thing forever. Yeah, no, that has been. And he's trying to figure his shit out. And he is. Yeah, he's at that age where he's like, he's not in school. He's, you know, finally living with actual people besides his parents. (laughs) Right. Or the car or, you know. Yeah, the boat. (laughs) The boat, the boat, yeah. So, um, he says, I've been killing time for way too... Okay, so she says, I'm sorry you feel like I'm a colossal waste of time. I was like, of course. Oh, here we go. (laughs) He goes, that's not what I mean. And you know it, Missy. That's just annoying. He says, I need respect out there. And she says, is it always going to be like this? And he says, I don't know. But I need sleep. I need sleep. I'm tired. She's like, all right, let's just go home. And I was like, she left her food at the bar. She didn't even take it home. <laughs> That's all I thought about. And all I thought about was Jack was going to eat it. She's about to get some. I don't think that she cares about food. Well, what if they're hungry after? She could have brought that burger home. <laughs> no, I agree. But I don't think she was you know, paying attention. She could have been like, hey, I got to take this with me. <laughs> We're going to go back. <laughs> I'm going to take this to go. I paid for it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, you know, Jack's got a lot of muscles right now. He probably needs the protein. He does. He needs a lot of protein, especially from Professor Freeman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so Joey goes over to talk to Eddie. Oh, because everybody leaves. They all leave the bar. Joey goes to talk to Eddie and she says, hey, about earlier. And he says, don't sweat it. Oh, and he gives her tips. And she's just like shocked that she got tips. I was like, you're a waitress. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't walk over here for you to hand me cash, but thanks. He's like, here's your cut. She's like, what? Is that what happens when you wait tables? Miss, uh, I'm the queen of waitressing. <laughs> she didn't even know she was going to get a cut. <laughs> Joey Potter surprising me every day. <laughs> I know. Even though she's been waitressing pretty much her whole life. Everything surprises her. So he goes, did I miss anything in class? And she says, no. And then the jukebox starts playing the song that replaced As I Lay Me Down to Sleep, um, which was a terrible fucking song. I couldn't even tell you what it was. And she gets annoyed because it just reminds her of what happened last week with Dawson. And he goes, yeah, I hate this song, too. Or I hate this song. And she goes, yeah, me too. And then he goes over and he kicks the jukebox and it starts playing something else. Stupid jukebox. How dare you? I was like, oh, so, um, yeah. So it's the next morning again. And we're with Jack and Emma in their kitchen. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, I don't want to go to class. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want to go to work today. He tells her about the weird interaction between him and the professor. And she's like, oh, do you fancy him? Do you fancy the professor? (laughs) (laughs) Obvi. And Jack's like, yeah, but I don't want him to know that. And Emma says, well, he should be flattered. Flattered that someone fancies him then. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) I got to listen to her more (laughs) just to get it down. (laughs) (laughs) So they're just 
having like banter and being cute together. They're like play fighting in the kitchen. He tries her disgusting protein shake and spits it out. And I don't know. They're just being cute. Pacey left for work early. He shows up at the office, like you said, and he's like, I guess he's going to start studying for a series seven. Yeah. But um, Rich walks in and they just, he looks at, I guess Rich was shocked to see that he showed up again. But yeah. Pacey looks at him and kind of smirks and then they say good morning to one another. There was an edge of respect there, I think. Yeah, I guess he was just like, good, you didn't give up, you know. But Pacey gets into these jobs with these fucking bosses that are just fucking twats, man. Like even Brecker. Brecker was a twat, too. I don't know. Yeah, he just was not a good dude. Uh, Joey's running the class again. She's late. I'm like, bitch, get there earlier. <laughs> Wake up sooner. I don't know. Get a better alarm clock. I mean, she even bumps into somebody. It's so funny. She's always bumping into somebody. because She's always rushing because she's always late for class. <laughs> so she sits down and he calls her out and he goes, uh, oh, I hope this class didn't interfere with your email schedule. Did you whip out another diatribe last night? And the entire class laughs. I would have been like, none of these people are on her side. <laughs> like, no. None of these people are like, this guy is such an asshole to you. We we want to back you, you know? No, no, of course not. I would have been like, you're so rude. Um, So she, she, she tries to play it off and she's like, oh, actually I did. I was hoping this was it. Did you guys not get it? And then he gives her a copy of the actual article that they're supposed to discuss in class. She says... Well, most of yesterday consisted of eviscerating my personal life, and every other lesson is a rant composed of your dated theories. I'm sorry, I'm late, Professor Hudson, but the first half of class is usually when you reveal how bitter you are, and how moronic we are, and how literature is dead. Were you thinking of moving on to something more stimulating today? I was like, oh, burn, Joey. I mean, he fi- she finally matched his sass. That's what he was waiting on. He's like, you know, you said you were going to have this, like, prowess about you, and I haven't seen it. Yeah. Who are you, Joey Potter? Um, Who is Joey Potter? So he kind of looks at her and smiles and he says, I think we've been spending too much time together, Potter. If that's <laughs> your attitude, I was thinking of teaching today with, with what the tenure and tenure. How do you say that? Tenure? Tenure? Tenured. Tenured. Tenure. And published articles and all. And then he goes and picks on another girl in class. <laughs> She's just kind of like, well, what? <laughs> Moved on yeah he's like all right well she matched my energy so i guess i gotta pick on this girl wilson <laughs> i think that was time, good. To, time to pick on somebody else now <laughs> this fish bites back <laughs> <laughs> so uh eddie looks over eddie and joey like meet each other's eyes and he gives her like a little like eyebrow eyebrow thing where he goes like you did oh. it i see what you did there yeah and good job kid yeah, like, well done. And they give each other, like, a smile. Then we cut to Dawson in his office in California. And he starts... It looks like he's writing his email to Joey. Mm. And um, he gets out, like, a sentence. And then he deletes it. And before you know it, we hear Todd calling him back from his break. And he Break's over! Yeah, he says, break's over. And Dawson gets up. And he doesn't close his laptop, either. He just leaves it wide open. Yeah, but at least he quotes out of the email. He didn't leave it. Well, even if he did send it, it wouldn't have been like that bad because he barely even wrote anything. But still. But yeah. And that's the end of the episode. We get the end credits. And 
next episode is number four instant karma exclamation point (laughs) so that was the episode jamie uh final thoughts on the importance of not being too earnest i can't wait for the next episode because i don't know what happens next did you watch the beginning of the next one or did you turn it off i turned it off right away because i I, I don't know what happens either. So I am going to just wait for the next one, like, every week. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I I enjoyed the episode. I don't like Rich Rinaldi. I think he's a asshole. Um, I like that Joey gave matched Hudson's energy. I hope Jack gets some action with uh, the professor. Um, I really want to get Emma's accent down before she's gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad that Eddie uh, gave Joey some of her own medicine and just like let her know how she is because nobody tells Joey that she's not, you know, she doesn't revolve around it. She's not she doesn't she's not the sun and everybody doesn't revolve around her. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that Joey also gave her teacher some of his own medicine, too. Yeah. I um I thought it was a good episode. It didn't it didn't bore me. It was easy to get through, I thought. And yeah. I don't know. Some of the stuff with the with Professor Hetson is boring to me. I, I just feel like it's sort of like almost a rehash of Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. But only Wilder she, was nicer to look at. Well, I I mean I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but they're <laughs> but they're not on the same level whereas Joey had a crush on him. Everybody had a right. crush on Wilder. Uh, Hetson's more like to the point and he's just like a no bullshit teacher you know yeah um but again I loved the the uh Pacey ass slap on Jack's fat ass that was nice <laughs> I'll never I'll never you you're, you're gonna be dreaming about that ass slap tonight huh oh I dropped about it last night <laughs> <laughs> well there you go um all right well jamie that was a lovely recording sesh uh would you agree i totes agree yeah i had fun tonight i'm glad that we decided to get our shit together and just hang out i enjoyed it me too well why don't you tell everybody where they can find you yeah so you can find me on instagram at jlyn underscore book lover beautiful thanks And if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and threads at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. You can also join our Facebook group and engage with us over there. We have tons of fun over there. And if you want, you can send us your feedback or any type of story you want us to read on our next episode to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a DM over on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And if you're feeling generous, you can always give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. It's completely free and it helps us out a lot. So go over to um, Apple Podcasts and do that. We would love it. We will love you forever if you did that for us. And if you're feeling super generous, you can join our Patreon. And when you join at the $5 tier, you will have early access to our weekly episodes as well as our exclusive monthly bonus content where we are currently recapping the 2002 Kevin Williamson series glory days. And we are having a blast recapping that. Wouldn't you agree, Jamie? I would agree. You guys should definitely go check it out. 
we're almost done it. So we'll be on our to our next project soon. But yeah, just go to our link tree and any of our bios and you can find everything over there. But for now, we appreciate you listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, make sure that you check who you're sending your emails to before you hit send. Just yeah, guys, check your stuff. Don't just go willy-nilly yawning, closing your eyes, and just be like, I'm going to send. Hit that button. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye. Because <laughs> that's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh.